as long as there are holidays to celebrate, as long as there are gardens to be cultivated, as long as there are Christmas trees to be decorated, as long as there are eggs to be dyed and hidden, as long as there are koi ponds to be installed, and as long as there are flowers in full bloom, these nursery will always be there. Tonight, the Power of Three podcast welcomes good friend Tommy DiDominica. Tommy, with his family, runs one of the most successful businesses on Long Island. The Power of Three podcast has featured many people who have given of themselves. And tonight, we have someone who, with his family, has contributed to the Oceanside community for nearly 70 years. Knowing Tommy as well as we do, we know that this episode of Power of Three will provide listeners with an animated, lively, and fun conversation. Welcome to the Power of Three podcast, Tom. So thank nice you. to have you here. Welcome, Tom. Thank you. Nice to be here with you guys. Uh, as always. For taking time out of your very busy day to be <laughs> well, here. Thank you. know you. how busy you are. Uh, no, no problem at all. If you guys are doing anything. Uh, <laughs> Tommy D., Tommy Capone, and I have Jim known Woods. each other since junior high school. Yep. So in this room right now is uh, 150 years approximately of friendship. Friendship, right. So it's only fitting that... Um, that this podcast is done with you. We're going to start with a little bit of the history of Dee's Nursery. And a question that I have, I know that your dad started it. Yes. You know, the, the story of your dad selling daffodils on the corner of Atlantic Avenue and Lincoln Avenue before church. And, you know, that's the almost, it's not a legend because it actually is true, right? It's very true. Right. And it is it's an American success story, actually. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, yeah. you know. And uh, he worked very hard, my dad. And how did how did that get started, though? Where he made um, the decision to start selling flowers? It really, I don't think it was his decision. It was my grandfather's decision. My grandfather had a big uh, a big job. He was uh, a vice president of Chemical Bank when Chemical Bank was before it was bought up by Chase. So he had a pretty big job, and and somehow or other, um, well, my father used to work for. I guess he's my great uncle, uh, uh, Van Dyntz. Uncle, uh, I don't, I don't even know his first name. On Russell your mom, on your mom's side. On my or your dad's fa- side. my my dad's side. Okay. He had a, a fruit and vegetable stand in Elmont, and my father used to work there as a kid with his cousin, cousin Russell, who uh, he's my second cousin. He's a great man too. Very very nice guy. He just passed away recently, but I think that's how it all started, and. My father used to talk about talk about it with my grandfather. So my grandfather took him into the city with him one day and took him to the flower market and bought him a, a box of daffodils. Set him up on the corner of the house where, right in Oceanside, right by the post office. And uh, he sold out the first Sunday. And actually my grandfather said it was pretty good. So he took him again, bought two boxes. <laughs> and that's how it all started. And that was it. And, and it that, just mushroomed from there. And that was... 1958? 50, actually it was like 51. 55. Oh, 55. Oh, yeah, it might have been 54 or 55. Okay. My mm-hmm. father was young. Oh, 55 young. he graduated maybe, right? Your dad from Oceanside High School? Uh, I think he was uh, a little later than that. Oh, okay. I, I think he was a, a year later than that, yeah. Okay. So he was probably just starting high school when he started you know, mm-hmm. selling those flowers on the corner. 
So talk about the how it evolved and what it looked like six months from that point, a year from that point, five years. How did it evolve? And also maybe talk about the role that your mom played in it too because your mom went, went to business school uh, right. after graduation from high school. That's right. And she was right, obviously right there right from there the beginning too. Well, I'd say in the beginning, the very beginning, it was really just a tent on the corner. And... Uh, like I said, my, my grandfather would take my father into the flower market, and he helped a lot, too. My grandmother helped a lot. My grandmother actually got my father interested in that. My grandmother was uh, very into her gardens. They had a big piece of property, there, and she used to tend them all the time. So I guess he helped her, and that's how he basically got interested in it. And my grandfather was always very encouraging to all of us, you know, so he encouraged it. And it started as a little tent on the corner, and then gradually turned into a piece of property that was next door to my grandparents' house. They bought that, and that's when he started his first little shop, mm -hmm. and it just mushroomed from there. I think as uh, my parents started dating, that's when my mother used to help him out on weekends or, or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, she worked hard too, and she was pretty interested in it also. And it got to a point where they began to <laughs> see a need to hire people to help out? That was quite a while later. I would mm -hmm. say... Probably around when they first established it, maybe in 1958. Mm -hmm. That's when they, they got a little bigger. My father, he, he's... Actually, you should be interviewing him. <laughs> Not me, but... Um, we're just legacy, living legacies of him, basically. Mm -hmm. But uh, he he actually started doing everything. And uh, he, he sold plants and flowers. He had a little flower shop. Then he did landscaping. And he did this all by himself. With, what? With my grandparents and my mother's help. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think the ingredients were to the success that he achieved so early? What, what was there that enabled him every step of the way to grow what is now Dee's Nursery? Well, I think there's a lot of factors there. He had great parents that encouraged him a lot and, that, uh, and, and a great town. I mean, he just happened to be, I think it was a lot of luck too. He just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And a tremendous amount of effort. And a tremendous, tremendous amount of effort. Yeah, I mean, a he, tremendous a, amount a lot of, of hours put hard into work, very hard work. That store. Uh, I can remember, you know, when we were kids, my my father being you know, not even home for two, two, three nights in a row, especially mm -hmm. during holidays. He worked very hard, but both my parents did, which is pretty amazing because I'm, I'm in awe of those two. They had eight kids and they had this business going, and I don't know how the hell they ever... Did it because mm -hmm. I we find it hard now. We we control most of it, you know, in different areas. So uh, was he a child who grew up thinking like I would like to be a businessman someday, or did it evolve just from that experience I on think the it, corner? I think it just evolved from that experience mm -hmm. on the corner. And, and he, like I said, it was kind of luck in a way too, because the, the town, our town, just happened to be growing. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, we don't remember it because we weren't probably even born, but. Down south of where we are, there was nothing there. It was right. all marshlands, mm -hmm. and they started building, you know, filling that in and building houses down mm -hmm. that area. And he so just, the community was growing. The as community was, was growing. growing as he was, he was growing with the community. Right, That's right. basically what happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, luck, luck also. So mm -hmm. hard work, luck, and we had a great town. Mm -hmm. You know, we were lucky. So 1958 is when actually the D's That's when they established. That, that we became a, a corporation. Right. So I, I do he want to spend a minute about the uh, the people that you employ. We'll, we'll get back to the family for in a minute, but 
One of the things that I've noticed over the years is the, the loyalty that the, the people who work for Dees have for the family and for working there. There seems yes. to be a strong connection. What, 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 what do you think contributes to that? Well, <clears throat> well, I think what it comes down to, and my brothers and I are the same way, is that you know we, uh, we work right along with them. We were right there working just as hard, and I think that was always the way with my dad. Mm -hmm. He was always working with his workers. He wasn't, you know, sitting in an office somewhere. He, anything, it's true to this day, anything that he asked them to do, he did himself. Mm -hmm. Right. So they respected, uh, you know, they respect us for that. They, they respected him for that. And we treat them well, too. It's mm -hmm. not like, you know, any, even to this day, I mean, wages are changing so many times, but we always up that. You know, from what right. usually is the norm. So mm -hmm. I think uh, people appreciate that too. We ask a lot of them, but mm. we we also try to help them as best we can. Tommy, for 18 years, I would drive by Dee's Nursery on my way to school number two. And before the store opened, almost on a daily basis, I would see your dad yep. out there doing something. Yep. But he was always he always had his hand in doing something before the store even opened. He's always been that way. He's just a guy that's driven, you know, and uh, he instilled that in us. It, it's funny because, uh, you know, uh, growing up with this business, it, it was hard because we had family tied into a business, and that's hard to do. And, you know, we had our ups and downs, as, and we had a large that's family. Normal. Yeah. It's normal, and we had a very large family, so we had a lot, a lot of ups and downs, but we always got through with it. And but he always instilled in us that if you wanted anything, you had to work for it, right? And that was it, you know. In this growing up and with this business, you know, I I got a lot of it all the time, but everybody thought you know you were rolling in, in money basically because we owned our own business. But you know, it was hard. I mean, we really the only reason I, I actually laughed about it because I think my parents had eight kids just to. Produce a workforce. I don't know. <laughs> but like the early days, smart, right? yeah. yeah. Like the farmers used yeah. to do in the early day, right? But uh, really, you know, we had to work all the time, and that was just part of our family because we saw our parents doing it, and they always needed help, so we always worked. They were good role models. They were very good role models, yeah. and I hope I tried to do that with my own kids. You know, it's it's uh, you, you you know they do what you do. Tommy, was there ever a time where, where the D's, your father, you collectively came up with uh, something that represents a, a vision or a mission statement about what D's nursery represents? I think that came later because, you know, we were all still in high school and we really didn't know, you know, what we wanted to do ourselves. I mm -hmm. mean, there's eight kids, but only half of us are still in the business. You know, mm -hmm. The other half are doing other things. So... And myself included, I didn't know really what I wanted to do. I mean, I always worked there. I, I got a lot of jobs for friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure you guys even were yeah. there at one time. <laughs> I worked there. Yep. And, and, and sons of friends. Sons of friends, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Which, who did a great job, <laughs> by the way. You're very kind. Yeah. And, no, he did. and students of friends. And, and a lot of students. We've right. had a lot of yeah. people over the years worked there. But uh, I think... You know, after I graduated college, I actually worked other jobs. I didn't always work at the nursery. I did work at other jobs. But I always, I, I think I would have been foolish not to come back because it it's a great business. Yeah. And we all love it. We mm -hmm. all do love it. I, I always did like it. I think I, I was born into it. 
you know, you had to basically work there, our family being there, but I always did love it, and I still do. And your your training, I mean, you went to Farmingdale and then to Cornell, I, which I, helped to further prepare you for well, this. Well, definitely. I, I I knew at that point that's what I kind of wanted to do. So mm-hmm. I went I went to Farmingdale College for two years. It was only a two-year college at the time, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't. I couldn't have made Cornell out of high school <laughs> anyway. I didn't think the grades were there, but I improved my grades, and then I was able to transfer up to Cornell. I took a similar path to yeah. Cornell. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people, a lot of us did, yeah, but it's okay. You know, I also had a lot of fun, too, So, uh, but I loved Farmingdale College, but I, I did learn a lot, and that got me more interested in it. And then mm-hmm. after that point, you know, like I said, my parents were always working hard. I don't think it was till probably the mid-80s that we really started growing the business where my father did take input, you know, from us, which he's always been good about. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he was always a tough man, mm-hmm. tough boss. Right. But you know what? Half the time you always would, you know, you'd say, what's he doing this for? But after a while you think about it, oh, he was right. You know? <laughs> good business, and that's, son. you know, mm-hmm. after you thought about it for a while, he's like, damn, he was right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you always thought you were smarter, but... But after that, he took a lot of our input. And that's, you know, we've taken it to another level. Right. But he was the foundation. So let's take a left turn here. Who came up with the idea for the 4th of July sale, 50% off? <laughs> that was my dad. Yeah. That was back when, uh, yeah, it's funny because I can remember up till I was probably. Well, where did it come from, too? Like, how did he come up with that well, idea? Maybe just, just describe what it is you're talking about, more specifically what the 4th of July well, sale is. it's turned into a, a big event now. It, it started out, like I said, I can remember up till I was about maybe seven years old. We, he never did that. We've never done right. I can remember having family parties on 4th right. of July. But after that point, it never happened again. I, I think maybe he learned from other people in the industry right. at that time. You know, maybe one guy had a started putting stuff you know had a a date or a holiday that he Mm -hmm. did a big sale like this so your and your sale is virtually 50 percent off 50 percent off and And it clears out clears out every merchandise and it's a true it's a true 50 percent off sale no you know you've had i've had people over the years say that you know oh you mark it up or we don't do that Mm -hmm. and you know we've never done that we never will we basically you know, it's it's a kind of a way in a way to say thank you to all our customers, and we can offer them a great deal, and it clears us out too of right. old inventory, and we can start fresh. So I worked that sale, and uh, I remember it was a sixteen-hour day. Yep. Um, and I worked with your dad that day uh, at his register. Okay. And at the end of the day, he said, "Richie, you just saw the biggest sale in history." <laughs> and damn it, I didn't doubt it. <laughs> well. Maybe the, the biggest worked. the biggest sale in our industry yeah. in history, you know, because mm-hmm. nowadays everybody has sales. You know, right. you have a sale every other week. <laughs> right. So when the thought process was put into place, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put this sale into place. Was there an element of uh, the unknown or some risk that that you guys were concerned about, or whatever it was, it was. And I don't think we were really concerned about that too much. It was really not much risk. You know, mm-hmm. we just we were trying to clear mm-hmm. inventory, but as it kept going on in the years we actually changed a lot of it because we noticed changes you know and mm-hmm. uh like we we still do it today we open at four four a.m in the morning mm-hmm. and a, a lot of factors for that because you know uh it got bigger and we had bigger crowds we didn't want to piss off our neighbors 
because right. <laughs> uh, you know we People had sleeping complaints yeah. about that too, and, or the police. Mm-hmm. I just dropped my glass. Excuse me, <laughs> and uh, and I, that you know contributed to a lot of the things, the changes that we made over the years. But now, you know, we pretty have much have it set the way it is, and we're never we're not going to change it. But did you guys have um, from that idea? Did that evolve? The seasonal idea, or was that always a part of the nursery so that you have your fall season with the fall festival, the, you have your uh, Halloween, Christmas, Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the spring flowers? Like, the, it kind of is a se- seasonal business. It's a very seasonal business. I think that... Is that your... Uh, my question is, was that your idea from your... Co- or did you copy that idea from other companies, or are they copying well, yours? Well, we... We've copied a lot of ideas from other companies. I, I actually, uh, that's what we do a lot of it, especially in our industry. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an industry that's grown a lot. But in the beginning, it was a small industry, you know, a small fraternity of, and you always, in fact, I still do it to this day. Uh, I go visit different garden centers and right, different places right. or growers, and they, you always get certain ideas, you know, trade shows. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that that the the flip side of that is true as well. That there is evidence of what Dee's does at oh. the nurseries. Oh, oh, definitely. We have yeah. we have it on a, a monthly basis. Yeah. That some other garden center from another state comes to visit us, and mm-hmm. and we always offer them the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't. Want, they, they're very appreciative of it. I mean, they don't waste our time. But I thought you were going to say from another part of uh, <laughs> Long Island, but you. Oh, I've states. had I've had other states. Yeah, Massachusetts, Connecticut. You know, mm-hmm. New England area, yeah. uh, down south. It's pretty interesting because. It's pretty interesting that they, they get to know us up there, mm-hmm. you know, because we're just a Oceanside Garden Center. I mean, you know, we've, we've been there a long time. But well, that, that my, to my father was an innovator. He really was right. in this industry. There's right. a lot of men like him, but he was one of them. You're much more than just a nursery, though, because now, like I was saying before, with those seasonal parts of your business, they become events. So Halloween is not just... Halloween, where you sell event. pumpkins, it's we, an event where we put on a big show, right? And it's then basically. there's there's pony rides at certain times yeah. of the year. Haunted house. There's all. classes for people at night. You yes. know, adults and children. That's right. It's it's um it's much. Well, like I said, with our industry in the beginning of our industry, you know, as far as I remember, it was pretty cut and dry. Wasn't much competition, really. You know. There was a few garden centers like us around, and there's still a, a couple of family-owned garden centers around, but they're, a lot of them have gone out of business mm-hmm. because of the competition. Now we're dealing with, first it was all the chain stores, Home Depot, right. uh, you know. Uh, well, now people in every store will sell flowers. You yeah, can everybody to, sells. You go to CVS yeah, and get every, flowers, right? Supermarkets, everybody's right, gotten into the act. Right. Now, and now on top of that, we're dealing with uh, Amazon and uh-huh. oh, online yeah. businesses right. that you know are also mm-hmm. selling our products too. Right. So we had to, well, that's where we're lucky. We're a family business and we don't, you know, we'll meet with each other, but we can adapt quick. We can right. make changes really quick. We don't yeah, have to I was going to say, you say tape. you're lucky to me, like watching your business evolve over the years. Well, we had to we had to make More it where we luck. could do different things. Right. Well, that, that was going to be a question, actually. How has social media been integrated into what you do? Well, you know, I'm not savvy with it. I, my younger brother Joe has handled a lot of that, and he's very good at it. Um, and that, the younger kid, the kids, has become a part of. Uh, it's definitely become of our a part of our business now. That's how we advertise out there. We actually sell 
online now. And I, I actually just started a couple of years ago a business with, uh, you know, some uh, steady growers of ours that we sell plants online. And it's growing. It's mm-hmm. it's just starting, so mm-hmm. it's in its infant phase. And mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not too savvy with it, but I'm hoping my son can get in there. And <laughs> my son's now in the business too, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping he can, you know, work that a little bit. Because that's what we have to do to mm-hmm. compete. So we we make a lot of changes quick to try to compete, and that I think that's why we've been successful. I hope it continues that way. Well, it's got to be very <laughs> gratifying for you to have your kids involved, and and for your dad to have his kids and his grandkids, who are well, very much a part of the fabric. And as of, soon of as the, Arden turns <laughs> turns <laughs> ten, it's going to be She's four generations of these. <laughs> yes, my granddaughter. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I hope so. We had an over-under when you were going to name it. Cutest kid. Uh, well, God. it's a whole different experience, but I'll talk about that later. <laughs> but I am proud of my kids, and uh, I've always instilled them the same thing. You know, if you want something, you have to work. And they always did. They always worked. You instilled a lot in your kids um, besides that work ethic. You have really beautiful kids. Well, thank you. I'm I'm very lucky. I I am very lucky. We have five beautiful kids and and more more due to my wife (laughs) that I got to say. But well, you're uh, a smart man mentioning a white boy. Well, also, right? hey, listen, <laughs> I'm lucky now. To all the credit she gets. Oh, I, I agree. My wife now works with me too. So, yeah. and you know, she was never even, uh, she was a business major in college, mm-hmm. and then you know, I actually, you know, through our kids growing up, and she was doing a lot of different things. She had, you know, that and take care of her mom, and mm-hmm. um, I just kind of hit it with her one day. You know, how would you like to run? this department of the store and she took to it like yep. and I actually ask her questions now I know she's an expert <laughs> she knows now, right? she's a perennial she's very smart expert. so I'm lucky yeah. you may have already answered the question these last few minutes what you just described for us but what inspires you I mean obviously your family is a source of inspiration but as a uh, a member of the community and as somebody who has a, a business that is an integral part of the community what what sources of inspiration are there uh, that well, that's a good question. I, I, I have to think about that. But I think uh, my biggest inspiration is I, I, I love the business and I want to see it succeed and keep succeeding. Because mm-hmm. like I said, well, at least one of my sons right now is in the business. I want it to succeed for him mm-hmm. and any other kids. My parents have 25 grandkids now. So I'd like to see, hopefully, you know, some will keep it going. Right. And that, that's what we'd like to see. That's what inspires me. And and I, I got to say, you know, we've been here a long time, and I love my town. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't be here without our town. That's how it started. And you know, we still have great customers and neighboring towns also. But you know, I, I always like to do better. And you also made a gigantic <laughs> investment in recent years yeah. with the uh, the new greenhouse and expansion. expansion. That was a big expansion for us. That was about a, a and that's 30, a, it's, it's a risk. 30,000 square foot. And it was a big nut for us. Yeah. I mean, which we're still paying for. Right. But it but, was a big risk and, and it, it was a I scary was ask, risk. Is it um, something that you feel has paid off or, um, or will definitely pay off as it as I you think roll? it's it's starting to pay off now. Mm-hmm. Yes, because we... Uh, we actually, over the last couple of years, uh, you know, there was a point there where it, 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 everything in business kind of plateaued, plateaued, you know. Mm-hmm. It, but 
But now we notice a little increase, right? Which is nice to see every year. Good. That's encouraging. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I was going to mention this anyway, but I see it now. I, I've been watching it over the last decade, I guess, more and more. But even this past couple of years, I see a lot more younger couples, customers coming in. You know, we always have our old customers. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, you know, they always they always bring it up to me too. <laughs> you know, I remember you when you were a little kid. <laughs> okay, but. Uh, but I see, you know, my same old customers. Some of them have passed away, but I see a lot of new younger customers coming, and mm-hmm. it's encouraging to me because mm-hmm. there's a lot of young couples out there moving in, and it's nice to see. And I like to try to help them as best I can because I know, I know their pain sometimes. You know, we've all the three of us have been through it. You know, with them when we first bought our house mm-hmm. and had our kids little, and you didn't know what the hell to do. Right. So we try to help. You know, and we've all learned. Tommy, I, I know that this is true from hearing you talk about this, and I think everybody in the community recognizes this. But these isn't just a hub or a place to go to get advice or information about, you know, things that they can use around their homes, you know, plants or whatever. It's it's become like a social hub, also. Yes. You, it, the the center of Oceanside is really these nursery. Well, I've had people say that to me before. I, I find that hard to believe, but. <laughs> I guess we've been there a long time, and uh, it's funny, actually, sometimes I I say that to Karen. Um, I don't know, I feel like we're Goober's Garage, remember that? No! <laughs> you, know, you get people in there coming in just for half a day to just talk with you. Yeah. you know, and Gomer, sometimes you don't have Gomer time. Gomer comes just, yeah. bam! Here comes Gomer! <laughs> it's pretty funny, but it's fun. There's not a day that goes by where you run into somebody you haven't seen, right. and it's just yep. a very social right. setting. Yeah, it's it's funny because I've had people say that. How come you're not on Facebook? I said I don't need to be fa- on Facebook. <laughs> I can see everybody every day. Right. You know, one at least one person every day <laughs> from 40 years ago. And right. this is kind of like a tradition for people, especially around Christmas or the holidays. Yeah, Christmas. the holidays. Are a lot I know of we go there. Like like it's not just. We're going to get our tree. It's it's like when are we all going to be home? When are we all? You know, it's it's an we, event uh, for us. We, and it wouldn't had, be complete. The season wouldn't be complete right. without, without going, going to get right. your Christmas tree right, or right. whatever your pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. no, because it is it is a tradition for a lot of families now, and it's it's amazing to see because you know they all come get the family pictures. Right. A lot of people at Christmas time they have to wait for their kids to get home from college before they can get the tree because right. the kids will get angry. Right. You know, it's pretty. We've had a lot of characters we've had a lot of uh family fights we've seen <laughs> i had one couple come in once i'm not even going to mention their name but i it was one evening they came in and i was busy but i i heard a little yelling out there and i just didn't think anything of it till i see the husband storm out again i didn't think anything of it i was i was just helping customers and turns out he was she came up Bought her tree a half hour later and then asked if it could be delivered. And I said, yeah, well, and she goes, would you mind if I uh, got in the truck with the guys to get home? My husband left me here, so. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, so. no. It was pretty funny, but uh, no. that was just one story. But <laughs> Sad. I guess they had a, a holiday fight, you know. Yeah. They probably made up later. Yeah. But wow. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Wow. So you provide support in many ways. Yes. Right? <laughs> Marital support. <laughs> Whatever. You can cut this later, but that reminds me when I was in uh, Vanilla's well, you, funeral you know home. That when you said we're going to cut this later, yeah, no, you, you, you got it. Right. When we were in, I, I learned something. I was talking to Vinny Vanilla one time at Vanilla's funeral home in his office, and a fight broke out at a wake. And I said, and Vinny had to go in and deal with it and separate the people. And when he he came wow. back, I said, 
gosh, Vinny, that, that's incredible. He goes, it happens all, all the time. time. Yeah. And I yeah. said, what? Yeah, so. We've seen uh, many a fight ourselves. Yeah. You bring you families know, together public, for happiness. Not even for, families, just sadness. different customers. I mean, yeah. you know, you bring a lot of people together. There's yeah. a lot of crowds. It right. gets a little hairy sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, how about another right turn we'll take right here? Before I made a left, now I'll make a right. Um, since Tom and I have been doing these podcasts, we focused on people that have really made a difference in other people's lives. And uh, certainly you guys, at yourself and everybody at Dee's Nursery, have done that. Um, would you tell us some of the help you've given to the community over the years? And I know especially you've helped out in so many different ways in our Oceanside School District. So maybe we could start there. Well, that's why I, I, I mean, maybe you could. I don't feel like I've done that much, but thank you for that. But uh, we, we've, I've tried to donate whatever I could to the schools or to a, any other organization that we can help with. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, I've set up gardens at different, all the different schools in the right. town. Um, I think our biggest contribution maybe is that we've given a lot of, uh, a lot of local kids jobs for right. so many years. And mm-hmm. that's what I f- feel the, the proudest about because I, I've known a lot of these kids over the years and they come back 20 years later and, so I used to work for you. And I, yeah, one of those kids <laughs> happens to be Robert Iger. Robert Iger. And yeah. I think he did pretty well from yeah, yeah. starting at his yeah. nursery, yeah. right? <laughs> pretty amazing He was story a great there. worker there. Yeah, and, he uh, really was. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Okay. My, my father started that, and how many people uh, have worked there mm-hmm. over the past 60 years? It's amazing. And, you know, a lot of them come back, and I don't remember a lot of mm-hmm. them. But a lot of them, a lot of those younger kids stayed in this industry. Because of us, which is pretty neat mm-hmm. too, you know. And uh, you know, talking about the contribution to the schools, one of my fondest memories of school three is goes back thirty years. Okay, where you and I planted a tree. Oh on, yeah, on school grounds. That's right. And that tree is it's got it's to doing be great. Forty feet. Yeah, it's huge. It's An oak huge. tree. An oak tree. Yeah. Beautiful oak tree. Of course, oak school three. Oak school three. That's right. I remember planting that tree, and every time I drive by. I'm not exaggerating. I look at that tree and I remember the day that we planted that tree. It's funny, it's funny you say that because I remember the same thing. And I had Tommy there with me too. He was a little boy. And I wish I took pictures of us doing oh. that. Yeah. You know, I, I right. regret that because we didn't. But I should have got some. a vivid mental image of, of that moment when yep. we planted that tree. And to see it now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. I'm right. actually back at school three. I'm hoping out they're going to try to beautify it again. We'll see. Hopefully. Tommy, there you go. Back at school three. Now, Tommy's very <laughs> modest, especially when he's he was talking about his contributions to the school district. Um, there are memorial gardens that Tommy has done. That right. All the plants, and not just the plants, but uh, yearly plantings of, well, of so many different shrubs. I'm very, ha- very happy to do those things. Yeah. So, thank you. Labors of love. Labors and Tommy's love. even been known to sneak out. And trim and prune our community's trees. <laughs> That's right. You know, without without anybody even, asking even, him. Even customers' homes. Right. right. <laughs> just makes me angry when I pass by and I see it's out of shape or something. I go, what the heck's he doing? So if you ever see Tommy D in the dark, on a, on a, <laughs> in the dark, on a ladder at the triangle, it's, it's pruning those trees. Yeah, it's good, yeah. good reason. Don't call the cops. He's doing a good thing. It's probably me, especially <laughs> with a light on my hat. <laughs> So, Tommy, um, giving back to the community, and we've talked about a couple of things, but one of the things that Richie and I knew that we wanted to spend some time on tonight 
And um, we really, we're talking about trees for trees troops. Trees for troops. That is something that uh, has set Dee's Nursery apart from anybody else, any other business. It's, it's in, in my big, another, another big event now. So why don't you talk about what is Trees for Troops, where that idea came from, and 16 years later, is it possible? Yep. 16 years 16 later. 16 years, years wow. yeah, we've been doing that. So talk about that. Well, it actually started with a customer of ours, a very good customer of ours. His name was Jim Adelis. Um He had a, uh, he owned a big security company at Kennedy Airport. And his son was in Iraq at the very beginning of the war, 2003. And uh, he came into us one day. He came into us one day. He wanted to try to get a Christmas tree over to his son, or you know, at least something for Christmas to his son in Iraq. And I don't know. One thing led to another. A leather. I don't know how it evolved. You know, it just happened so quick. But then, next thing you know, he he got DHL on board, which is, that's a big company, you know them. Company. Who, and he knew a lot of the bigwigs from Kennedy Airport. And one way or another, we ended up saying, well, we'll donate trees. If, if you know, they can ship them, because they, ship, they shipped right to Camp Anaconda in Iraq that very first year. And it was a very dangerous mission, because they, I remember the pilot that we met after, he, he basically had a nosedive in the Camp Anaconda with his plane. Wow. You know, fear of getting shot down. Right. But um, ended up, we we probably started out with about uh, two, 250 trees. And uh, Jim Adelis uh, knew a lot of the, the cops and military people from his son. And we ended up having a big ceremony at D's that very first year. And it turned out to be a great success. And we had a lot of... The schools came, Oceanside schools, uh, um, you know, all the military, the, the police, um, and we had a few politicians. I'll get to that later. <laughs> I don't want to badmouth anybody, but I'm not going to either. But uh, it turned out to be a great success. We had a nice ceremony. We had a um, uh, bagpipe band. We had uh, probably the third string of the... Uh, New York City Rockettes uh-huh. come and do a little show, uh-huh. and, and uh, we had our tractor trailer with our trees, with our sign on it. And DHL had their tractor trailer, and it turned out after a while, you know, after it got going, a lot of the kid, the schools, like you guys brought Tom, you brought all your students. They wrote letters to the troops, and other people were donating. A, a group of guys came in with a frozen steaks they wanted to send over there, and it turned out to be a big thing and then we we shipped them to the airport we had a ceremony at the airport and that's when it took off that's how it all started and, and uh, what, what i remember also helicopter the hell the dhl flying. helicopter with santa claus in it. Yeah. yeah he was flying around too and he oh. still does it to this day yeah <laughs> so they they still do that it was the funniest part was uh going to um kennedy airport we had all of sunrise highway blocked off the whole way, it was like wow. a straight run with the tractor, uh, with a helicopter, and the from cops. Rockwell Center, from Rockwell Center, all the way, all the way. and it, w- it was amazing to watch because we were driving along, and you just see everybody blocked off, but everybody's getting out of the cars, looking, what the hell is going on? And it was great; it was really something to see. Now, that that is amazing that you're able to put something like that into place. There's a there are a lot of moving parts to trees for troops. Yeah, the Port Authority, New York Police Department. Nassau County Police Department, New York State Veterans Association, the Oceanside Fire Department, Boy Scout, Girl Scout troops, local schools, local businesses, the customers of these nursery. You talked about 
um, politicians, bagpipe. Yep. There are so many moving parts to this, and it's seamless in how it how it uh, you pull it off every year. Yeah, it, it, and actually, it's gotten bigger, and we we've we've donated quite a few more trees now. But we have a Christmas tree farm in Maine, and we have the trees, so we. We we're glad to do it, and we're going to do it as long as they're over there, and uh, hopefully not too much longer, but yeah. mm -hmm. we'll see. And that's how it all started. What response have you gotten from the soldiers overseas? That's an amazing thing, because we've had over the years now, you know, soldiers come from as far as, far as Ohio to come see this. All the way back to you? Yeah. Oh, and, wow. And every year, there's maybe five or six different soldiers that said, you know, we got a tree when we were over oh, there. Oh, man. And That's it's really great. neat to see. And and the pictures that we get from the soldiers over there, from the barracks, you know, and mm -hmm. it's funny how they're, these young guys, they're all putting their face <laughs> in the tree just to get the smell. Uh -huh. no? uh, a little smell right. from home. Yeah, sure. right. And it's evolved in a lot now because a lot of people, it's a, it's a, in the organization now. And, mm -hmm. You know, it, anybody can donate to it now. So you get a lot of people donating a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. You know, not only just the trees now, it's many things. Uh, gifts, you know, decorations, uh, barbecues, food, wow. you know, all the letters. It's. I didn't realize it was an official organization now. Oh, yeah. And do you run it? Uh, well, we partly run it with Jim Adelis now. Okay. Yeah. So Jim Adelis is still a right, big part of right. it. So. He's the main man that uh -huh. runs it, but we do also, you know, run that also. We're we're partners in it. So it, this all it's takes a non place. non non profit non profit. Yeah, and all this takes place at the beginning of December. Yes, this year to be December 9th. And is it accurate to say that soon thereafter you have to begin planning for the following year, or at what point does that happen? Because of uh, yeah, I well, I would say we start planning for it that summer. Mm -hmm. That's when. Uh, I have to actually go and grade those trees for that purpose, mm -hmm. plus our own. Mm -hmm. And that's when we start planning for it, yeah. So six months, I'd mm -hmm. say, in advance, probably. Yeah. So giving back to the community, I mean, what better example is there of individuals, um, families, businesses contributing to the community? That's that's why... You know, it, yeah, it's right. But like I said, we're, we're a big part of it, and we... We're going to continue, and we love to do it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of that's what's nice about our town, you know, our community. It's everybody contributes to it now, and it's pretty mm -hmm. nice to see, mm -hmm. you know. And we got a lot of nice feedback from it too. It's nice to, you know, we've had we've gotten new customers from it. They say, you know, we really like what you do, and that helps too. Right. You know, it's it's a nice thing. But we we never thought it would get to this point. Mm -hmm. I never thought we'd be doing it this long, but... Right. Well, not that we, Rich and I needed to do research. I mean, we, we've we heard <laughs> these stories many yes. times, and we're happy to hear these stories, and, and to be there to witness the wonderful things that go on there. But in doing research for our conversation tonight, one of the things that I came across was a quote from somebody who posted a, a comment, I guess on the uh, Dee's Nursery website, website, and she said... This is such a heartwarming, referring to the trees for troops, this is such a heartwarming story when there is so much trouble in the world. I think what you are doing is wonderful and you should be so proud of yourselves. The troops must love the trees. It must bring a little bit of home and Christmas cheer despite being so far away. Congratulations on a job well done. Yeah. And um, I, we've had a lot of comments like that from people, yeah. and that's, the, that's a nice thing. It is a nice thing. Yeah. You know, uh, hey, 
like I said, we never thought it would get to this point, but I'm real happy we continue to do it. And we're never going to stop, mm-hmm. you know, until maybe, hopefully, we, we're not in these conflicts right. anymore, you know, we'll see. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it is gratifying, and that's all we care about. And you're doing it for our greatest citizens. Yeah. Hey, people I, that keep I'm uh, I'm so are, happy to do it for these troops, and, right. you know. And you, you you get these, you talk to them, they're kids, really. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. now to us, they're kids, right. and to me, and some of them have come, you know, missing a leg, or right. you know, it, it's and even our old veterans, you know, they come up and they're appreciative of it, mm-hmm. and I I always tell them I appreciate you guys. Yeah. We wouldn't be here without exactly. you guys. Exactly. And, you know, it's we're very lucky. We are very lucky. We're very lucky. You know, before, Tommy, I asked you about what uh, sources of inspiration you look for. And um, I think talking about the trees or troops and, and how you do give back to the community, I think it's easy to say that um, you guys are an inspiration. And I think, uh, you know, sources of inspiration, either individually or collectively as members of the community. I hope so. Yeah. I'd like to be. That's a nice thing to say, Tom. But. I try. I try my best to do what we can. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what I've told my kids and, and teachers that I've worked with. Keep doing what you're doing. Right. That's it. Sounds so simplistic, but it's you know what? There's meaning behind it. Keep doing what you're doing. It is simple because I don't. I've never thought any other way. I mean, mm-hmm. I wake up every day loving what I do, and mm-hmm. how much luckier could I get? That's awesome. And. I think I, we, love, I think there's three people in this room that can all say that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, anyway, love, I yeah. love going I, I, to work listen, every I'm, day. Yeah. I'm blessed to have so a great wife and great kids. I'm blessed mm-hmm. to have my two best friends here <laughs> so, that have been friends for a long time, and we're all blessed. You know, yeah, we, we are. We have. Uh, we're very lucky. So, Tommy, are there any stories that we didn't get to? <laughs> Is there anything that I don't? I don't have to edit out. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. No, it's, uh, well, we talk about the trees for troops. I was going to, because I remember that the, the first year we did it, I can remember that the best, but go ahead. All right, I have to say this. Oh, no, not that story. Well, no, I've been to many. I'm not going to say, oh, you know where I'm going with this. Yes. Well, we all do, I think. Well, I've been to many of the trees for troops. The birds uh, love you, Tom. I don't know what it is, but I've had birds poop on me multiple times at these nursery. I'm not kidding. I don't know what happened. Well, Shit all flies. I, it at, mean, that means good luck. <laughs> but that's why I got you the umbrella that time. <laughs> so that's that's true. After the third time that I think it happened, I showed up for Trees for Troops, and Tommy D presents me with a beautiful a big umbrella. umbrella. A big, beautiful umbrella. Just in case. <laughs> And knowing you, you stole it from a restaurant <laughs> on a rainy day. Yeah, I probably did. I'm, I got a bad habit yeah, of doing yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> if I go into a restaurant, there's a coat room all the time. I just grab a couple of umbrellas. Because people, I hand them to my customers and they steal them on me. So I have to have a steady supply. <laughs> or you have to give them to those poor people who get dumped on yeah. every time. <laughs> oh, so. oh, my God. You know, that second year, though, it was funny. It's, a, it's kind of a funny story because uh, I remember the first year vividly. But I remember this, too, that second year. You know, it's it's all Atlantic Avenue is blocked off, and it's a wall. Police, you you've seen all that, and some jackass robbed the jewelry store in Island Park. The same day, that same Whoa, day, that same morning, and he was running up Long Beach. Oh Road, no! Away from the cops, and he made a left on Atlantic Avenue. What a big mistake! Oh no! <laughs> right into a wall of cops, and I I just wish I was a fly on the wall in that car just to see his expression. Right. Like, oh, what the hell that's is going? Great. <laughs> So he made two really bad decisions. Really bad decisions. Then he got snagged. Yeah, he made a very bad decision making that turn. 
But that was a good one. Well, the other thing I will say about the Trees for Troops, it, it, it has become a part of the, um, the culture of the buildings, the schools in Oceanside and surrounding communities. Yep. East Rockaway, Limbrook, Rockville Center, they all send it's, students it, who have an opportunity. You guys never miss the opportunity or the chance to give kids the opportunity to get up and speak. Right. And to hear the kids well, it's important talk what they about say. what it means to them. That's that really is unbelievable. We, that first year we did it when we were packing. I mean, we were there until one or two in the morning packing mm -hmm. pallets so we could load them the next day. And you you started going reading some of those letters from these kids. We were all crying our eyes yeah. out. You know, oh, we had wow. to, had to get a box of tissues out there because yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. These kids, you know, and what they think about that, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So it, hey, it's I think it's great. Yeah. I hope we. Uh, they can continue to keep talking because mm -hmm. they're smart. They are. Kids are smarter than us. <laughs> Did your dad ever stand back and just take a breath one time and just realize what he has started and how it evolved? I or, think, is he, or is he always looking to do the next thing? I mean, even at his age, in his 80s, you know, no, he's still he's, moving. No, he's, he's always moving, right? Yeah. But he's definitely, you know, taking a step back. And it's it's good to see my father. But has, does he realize what he's done? Though? I think he does. I yeah. think he he comes in every day, and you know, really, this is his life. So what is he what is he going to do? You know, but he I think it's more that he he'll never say it to us, but I think he enjoys seeing his sons there and now his grandson. You know, and all the kids involved, and I think that's, that's what he enjoys him. most. You know, right. yeah. he really does, yeah. and I know him and. I know he he enjoys mm -hmm. it. You know he mm -hmm. he enjoys every day of, of being there, and he likes talking to customers. He's always been funny. You know, he always <laughs> jokes around with them, and yeah. it's it's pretty I funny. Mean, maybe you can just spend a minute or two talking about this also. But it, it really is an involved process of getting trees that you guys are, are growing up in Maine, yep. and bringing them down here. What what's the uh, what does that look like? The whole mechanics behind that, the structure of well. It 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 started out by well it started I guess when my parents first brought that property up in Maine they they bought uh, 150 acres for uh, about seventeen thousand dollars <laughs> you believe that wow. and it was amazing and I remember uh, I was probably about nine years old when we first bought it. And it was mainly just to be a little vacation spot. My parents always loved Maine. Before that, we we go up on vacation up there with my cousins and my aunt and uncle. Anyway, and it's a pretty interesting story how they found this place too. But make a long story short, as we were growing up, uh, I remember going out one day, probably the second or third year we were there, with a ranger, with, with uh, to to go over our boundary line. That he was gonna, you know, show us where it was, mm -hmm. and I was walking behind him. I was only a little kid. My father said, "You want to go for a hike?" I said, "Sure." I'll. And next thing you know, he goes, "You know, this is prime area for Christmas trees." And I guess that light bulb, saw that <laughs> light bulb over my father's head, you know. <laughs> and and then ever since then, especially my brother Stephen and I, because we, you know, my younger brothers and sisters were still kids, but you know, we were working every summer clearing this area, and we'd be still like, "What the hell kind of a vacation is this?" You know. But now we know. Right. But, you know, now we have 100 acres, uh, a little more than 100 acres of trees growing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we supply ourselves and we have a few wholesale customers and that's about all we can handle. But mm -hmm. it's nice to be able to say that 
you can we grow our own Christmas trees in the USA. It's like a small army of, of guys who go up there. Well, we, we have um, it, it's us. We we work on it every summer. We've been doing that since we were kids, mm-hmm. and we have to shear them every summer. Each tree. We're not on prime farmland here. The, it, this is called a wild stand. So there's just trees popping up all over the place. So you got to go through and make sure there's enough space between the trees. We have to shape them mm-hmm. every year till they get. Of, it's labor of size. Very it's all labor. Yeah. It's all labor. And um, we've never had to use any, you know, real heavy chemicals or fertilizers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's all it's a wild sense, a natural mm-hmm. organic Christmas tree farm, basically. Mm-hmm. Which we're pretty proud of you know, in itself. Where uh, you know, you get a lot of these plantation tree or they're mm-hmm. pumping fertilizer and insecticides and we don't have to do that here. Mm-hmm. But it's all labor and we're trimming them. That's so why I've told I've told customers that before because sometimes if they complain about the price, I say, "But well, do you realize this tree's probably been handled ten or eleven times before it's hit your car, and or even your home?" That's amazing. Because you know yeah. we trim them, uh, we have to uh, basal prune them, which is pruning the bases up so there's not you know there's a little stem, mm-hmm. cut it, cut it, drag it, bale it, collect it. You know, load it and collect it right. to a holding area, unload it, then load it back on the tractor trailer again, unload it back at the store, display it, and then carry it, you know, help a customer carry it up to a customer. We either have to load it in their car or deliver it to their house and set it up somewhere. I'm going to say the majority of people who go to buy Christmas trees don't have no idea. Have, they don't have any idea they about have no what clue. goes. It, it's, it's actually funny because we brought guys up there before, you know, to help out and Friends, family, whatever, and uh, you know they come. They come home with a different attitude. <laughs> they don't realize, and we work in any kind of weather. And well, you're looking at two retired educators. Well, who are looking I've at always them. said I wanted to get you guys up there. You're more than welcome. We, we can, the best we can do, or at least I'll speak for myself, <laughs> provide hot. Yeah, that's, well, and we, that's, that's we need a. Uh, I can cook bacon and eggs <laughs> for the guys can, in the morning. I might be taking you guys up on that. You better watch right. out what you say. November, right? <laughs> I got to tell you myself. I don't know. Maybe I give myself another eight, eight nine years. I don't know how much longer I can keep. I don't doing. know eight, eight nine years. You're talking. Doing. That's great, though. Yeah. Well, I hope yeah. so. Wow. You mean to live, or you mean to no. <laughs> to both? Oh, okay. <laughs> what a prune. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a funny thing. Even even Karen helps me now. You know, so yeah. she's out there, right there with me. So I, I can share one thing. Also, everybody gets involved up there. My son Thomas yep. went a couple of years ago and helped out, and he came back with stories about how hard everybody worked, yeah, and, including uh, him. And, but including your mom. Yep. Every day, the laundry. Everybody's laundry was taken care of. The meals. Dinner were meals were prepared. Yes, yeah, she worked as hard as maybe even more so than anybody. I've always said I got to. You know, I, I think we have to put a statue up of my mom somewhere to, yeah. to put up with us and my father at the yeah. same time. Wow. You know, and yeah. that business. She's an amazing lady. Yeah. Still is. <laughs> and well, sweet. Tommy, yes. When, when we started about 50 minutes ago, we began by talking about, um, by, by quoting uh, someone um, who said, as long as there are holidays to celebrate and so on, there will be D's Nursery. Um, I don't know who quoted that, but that's I, I, pretty I'm nice. I'm not sure where I found that quote, but it, it was apropos. 
I think well, it might have been Mark Twain or Maya Angelou. I'm not sure. <laughs> one of those. James Baldwin, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, whoever did say that's pretty nice of them. <laughs> I hope that's true. I, I, I well, feel the same way. And on behalf of the community, the community well, hopes so. Thank yeah, you. Right. Hey, well, like I said, we're lucky to have our community, too, because uh, we wouldn't be here without our community. Moving forward now, <laughs> any big ideas for the future? Well, um, no, just, you know, adding little changes right. every year that we can improve ourselves and the, and the mm-hmm. business and keep it growing a little bit because hopefully, like I said, we'll have future generations in there right. and they can keep it going. Right, right. And, uh, <laughs> I'd say at this point, my biggest goal is maybe I can retire one day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. Well, maybe you have a few more kids. Yeah, no. <laughs> Grandkids. <laughs> Well, this is episode 10 of Power 3, and Tommy, um, we said it before, we, we're so happy that you were able to do this. We're sorry this didn't happen sooner. Well, like I said before, I, I'm very happy to do it. Any, anything you guys ever need, I always be, would be there for you. But And from the Oceanside community, well, thank you. We, we'll, we'll thank you from them, yeah. too. Well, as I'd, well like, as I'd like to thank ourselves. them also, and thank you guys. For, <laughs> I, you know, while you interviewed me, I'm... Um, I'm amazed, but no. I'm honored. Right. So <laughs> we're honored that you were We're honored. Thanks, Tom. Thank, Thank you, Tom. Thank you, guys. All right. That, now, you said before, like, there were ups and downs working with your family. Do you think that, on the whole, like, it's that, that working with your family has help sustain the business and, and sustain your um, feeling like I love coming to work every day. You think that's part of oh, it? Oh, yeah, That your definitely. brothers are there with you and yeah, definitely. there all those years? You know, like any big family, you, you always have uh, ups and downs. I mean, we've had our share, and it was hard because it's com- it combined. You, you, you know, even when you go home, you know, you went home at night, yeah, 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 the business hard, was right? still there. It was mm-hmm. hard. But at the same time, who else can you depend on but your own family? Mm-hmm. And it was nice to always know one of them had, you know, we all had our each other's back, right. which is a pretty nice feeling, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I feel the same way. You know, no matter what happens, you always got each other's back. Mm-hmm. And How long has the the employees that you have, what is the longest tenure um, one of them has had with Dee's Nursery? I'd say... Close to 40 years. Is that Eric? For, Eric is one. Did you say yeah. 40? 40 years. 40 yeah. years. Eric went to school with us, man. Yeah. Yeah. Eric was a good man, too. Yeah, he I just talked to him a couple weeks ago. Right. Yeah, he's, he's doing okay. He did all right for You guys himself. gave him a nice party. Yeah, we gave him a nice send-off. Well, that says a lot. That's yeah. a, that says everything. Yeah. We, you know, uh, we actually learned that from my parents, because that was one thing my father, you know, you talk about all our employees, the loyalty there is, you know, I can always remember, especially like we were 16 or 17 years old, every summer, he'd take all of us, everybody, into the city, you know, to either see a show, or we went out to a nice restaurant, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> bar hopping. You know, was, I can remember one year we were racing taxi cabs. <laughs> I'll give you 50 bucks, you beat that guy. Oh, you know, it was like yeah. four taxi cabs going sh- down the street. We should have let, you remember how we let the... Um Whatever, whoever we... Larry Hirschman. We let the... Uh, oh, you, it's going right now? 
Oh, you're sneaky. I, I, I didn't <laughs> want to say anything. I thought you knew what I did. I didn't, I didn't know that. The now. only thing is I... But I was going to say it should have. And I'm it's, glad you did. It's going yeah. right now. That's so cool. The other question related to the one I just asked is um, the, the, the customer who's been a, a patron of yours the longest. God. I mean, is there a name or somebody that comes to mind? Or well, probably landscapers first, maybe, but then homeowners uh, uh, too. A lot of landscapers. Right. Uh, Gunther, and, and, uh, <laughs> you know, well, Mr. Gunther was he used uh, to have his own. Too, he had his yeah. own, but he was our, our friend. He, him, and right. my father were very good friends with right. Gunther. They, we always helped each other out. Uh, Vinny Sarnelli is one landscaper. Now wow. he works for me. Actually, wow. he was a customer since I was a little kid, and. And he retired, he sold his business, but now he comes and works with me part-time. And mm-hmm. I still can't understand him. <laughs> he still has, a, you know, <laughs> Italian accent, but oh, he's yeah. great, you know. And yeah. I, we've had a lot of people, like uh, Mr. and Mrs. Byrne from Rockville Center. They, oh, my God. Again, For since years. I can remember them, mm-hmm. you know. They've, we've, had, we've had a lot of older customers, like uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bedell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, been old customers of ours, you know. And, but a lot of them passed on, too. Right. You know, another question that I didn't ask, but I'm gonna, I'll ask it now. Um, climate change. Has, has that had an impact on the industry? And to what extent do customers see that there is an impact of climate change? I, I think it's definitely had an impact because uh, it seems to me, like I've always said it all along, like the year has jumped a month. In other words, like... September is August now. Uh, you know, you that's, know? Tr- that's true. You're right. The uh, seasons aren't with... The seasons are and, and it's affected us in a way, like, usually when you you think of spring, it started in, like, late March, and it was spring and everybody... Right. But now, it doesn't really get warm till almost May. Mm-hmm. We, you know, this year wasn't terrible, but years past, you know, it was still very cold or rainy, or we might have even gotten some snow. So it's changed the seasons a little bit mm-hmm. where it's affected what we can sell. Your question makes me think of our vacation together where we took the food tour, but the, the person was talking about the fact that in Portland, Maine right now, it's a great place for harvesting lobsters. lobsters. But it's moved They're because moving of north. the temperature. Is there a fear about your Christmas tree farm? I mean, they need a certain amount. Yeah, it's always actually last year we had a big fear, but this year it seems okay because to harvest a Christmas tree, you need a certain amount of hours of or days of frost. And we've had that this year, but Mm -hmm. last year we didn't, and it happened to turn out that. We even had to hesitate a few, you know, a week or so, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we did get a couple. Oh of yeah, I remember the concern list. So that that right. could be a factor one yeah. day, you know. And it's do scary. customers come in and ask questions about that, or is that really not on on the radar for, for customers? No, I, you know, it, all this talk of climate change, mm. and I think it's real, mm. but I don't think many people pay attention. You know, mm. I don't think many people pay attention to right. it. They just come in. In April, saying, "Oh my God, it's so cold!" You know, <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, or in the in September when it's you know supposedly supposed to be a little cooler. Oh, it's so hot! So hot! It's like summer. Well, yeah, it's it's changed, mm-hmm. but you know, and even this seems to me like today, especially you know, we had all that rain, mm-hmm. and then right the next day you get this high winds and it drives oh, yeah, you. Yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. makes everything a mess. Right. Right. So I. I I think it will be a big factor in the near future. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have to plan yeah, for. I mean, it's, well, it's in your industry. It's going. It's well. It's big. Be, because if plants grow, 
in certain climates, then those areas are either going to move north or south from where they're, they're usually grown. And, you know, not just... It's not just going to affect the fish from or the Or it's going to be, uh, yeah, no, you're right. Well, they're going to have to adapt and grow something else. That's what we'll have to probably yeah. uh, adapt and grow something else. We're yeah. already experimenting right. with that because we've never had to plant. Right. We grow mainly balsam fir. Right. We've taken a certain amount of acres and grown Fraser firs because that's a very popular tree now. Right. That's been a, a very heavily marketed tree over the years. Mm. They've done a great job marketing that tree. The balsam fir was the main... Mm-hmm. old-fashioned Christmas tree that we right. grew up with, right. but um, now it's second to the Fraser mm-hmm. fir. So so what I hear you saying, Tom, is that one of the ingredients that goes into a company being as successful as it is is the ability to adapt. adapt. And That's adjust. exactly right. Because we're already experimenting, let's say, for example, the Christmas trees. We've tried, like we're trying to grow uh, uh, a variety called Korean fir. Mm-hmm. Which can take oh, yeah. warm. Yeah, you sold some. This yeah, we too. sold something. We 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 only maybe took fifty out of there, mm-hmm. but they're coming along. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a harsh climate to grow in right now, especially the mm-hmm. winters. But they're supposedly a very hardy tree, and they're trying it. Mm-hmm. It's been working so far. So we're adapting that way. And the store itself, over the past years, we've been adapting because we're trying to get more area. I mean, now with that new extension, we have about sixty thousand square foot under cover, mm-hmm. where people can come in out of the, right. the weather or the mm. elements. Mm. So we've been adapting that way too. And that, you know, like we talked about earlier, it's a big nut for us, but mm-hmm. it's risky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hopefully it pays off. So what I will say to our listening audience also, what they may or may not know, is that we spend a lot of time going out to dinner yes. with our wives. Yep. Great and, times. And the conversations... And a couple of times we, without our wives. And yeah. a couple of <laughs> times without the wives, that's true. And in both scenarios... The conversations are a little bit different from the conversation we had tonight. This was a great conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what's my point? I don't know. <laughs> what conversation are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, no. This, I think this reflects the kind of conversations that yeah. we have around hey. a dinner table. Again, it's just, it's, it's, we have very our natural. Group, and we're all very lucky yeah. to, yeah, be, uh, you know, yeah. to be able to do that. And we always laugh. We always have a great time. Mm-hmm. How can you beat that? So what we're going to call this is the bonus segment of episode <laughs> ten of Power Recording. Yeah, we're we're still recording. So That's those weird. those who listen to the end are going to get the bonus. They're going to get the bonus points here. Yeah. Well, all right, Tommy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thank Tom. you. Like to remind you, our power of three listeners that you can contribute to the overtime episode by submitting questions or comments to the voice message feature at anchor.fm or our email, rtwtmc at gmail.com. Thank you.